Welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast. It's your favorite host with the most, Sam the Bomb. And I'm here with another news report. It's May 15th, 2020, halfway through May now. Finally getting to the summer, guys. It was hot today. It was actually, I think, what was it today? It was almost like 74, 73 or something like that today. It's pretty good, considering last weekend was like in the 40s. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? What is happening? Um, anyway back with another newscast and i just want to dedicate this episode to kumiko okay kumiko okai she died she was in her 60s she's a voice actor from uh poke- some pokemon movies lucario movie um studio ghibli she was in the cat return she's also uh like uh, i think she's like a a tv host too she's like on tv also she's in her 60s and she was battling breast cancer and um she got infected uh, from COVID, so that is terrible. And this is a good time to remind y'all that I am a part of We Anime Summit. Me, me Nick, and Danny are all going to be part of AnatubeCon 2020. You should follow the Twitter for details. Um, it, I think it's at, I think it's just at AnatubeCon, and we're going to be raising money for COVID relief. Um, that's like directly to the COVID the direct COVID relief fund, which is found on the the CDC's website and many other government websites and things like that. So we're raising money directly for that. Um, and we're going to be, there's going to be like a video game tournament. There's just going to be panels and a cosplay contest. So you guys should come. Um, it's free. You know what I mean? You just come and watch and you don't even have to watch every, you know, you just show up for the panels you want to show up for. There's a schedule up on Twitter already for that. So, um, hell yeah, you should come to that for sure. But yeah, this episode is dedicated to Kumiko uh, Okai, and I just want to remind everyone that I love y'all very, very much. I love you guys so much, and I had a very, <clears throat> I had a very, very weak moment this week, and um, I was reminded how much a lot of you care about me, and I feel the same about y'all. So I just want y'all to be safe as much as you can, you know, during these trying times, and I'm hoping to get more um quarantine apps out for you guys i know i was going to try to do one extra quarantine app for you guys every week i didn't last week or this week but um i'm working on it we're actually i got i got one in the pipe right now i know i said that last weekend but no for real this time um one of them was kind of a bust so (laughs) i had to i had to throw it away um but yeah anyway i love you guys fair weekly som newscast reminder that i love y'all and i want y'all to stay safe um so Let's do it. Let's get into the news, shall we? I don't have a lot of things. I got some. I've got some little big things at the end here, and um, yeah, we'll we'll get it right into it. Then we'll do the anime after and booyah, Shaka. Okay, so yeah, Kumiko. Okay, all right. We love you. Um, Halo Two. Hell yeah! I think it's ten dollars right now. Uh, the the anniversary, the the remaster. Um, Halo 2, man, oh, man, Halo 2 was crazy, because Halo 1 was such a success, so when Halo 2 came out, people were ecstatic, and then when Halo, th- you can imagine when Halo 3 came out, I mean, Halo 3 was the first Halo on, uh, on the 360, so it was just like, oh, holy shit. You know, and um, yeah, man, Halo Two's out. The remaster's out right now. It's ten bucks, I think, is, is what somebody said. Um, I might, I might get it. Honestly, like, I, I just love playing the Halo games. Halo's, Halo's fun. I'm not good at first-person shooters, but I love Halo. Halo's, if you're my age, you like kind of grew up with it a little bit. So like, um, you know, uh, I'm gonna actually save that a little bit towards the end because that is really cool. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Dutch returns as Predator Hunting Grounds DLC. I didn't know that there was a Predator Hunting Grounds game, but apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger's... Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger's getting it, man. He's in Mortal Kombat 11, um, immortalized as the Terminator, and he's immortalized in this Predator game as uh, his character from Predator, 
man, he's like, he must be getting banked from just these video video, video games right now. The, the fucking governator, man. The governator. That's what my mom calls him. The governator. Um, dude, so, you know, last weekend when I talked about the the fan designs in Animal Crossing and how Game Informer keeps, like, like writing articles on him, that thing is, like, growing huge. You can literally, um, you know, just search. Just, just go to GameInformer.com and... Um, and uh, search for it, um, search for Animal Crossing outfits or whatever, because it it's it's crazy, man. It's wild. It's super wild. Um, what people are making on here, I I I was like looking through it earlier, and holy shit, there's like air air stress, um, a companion cube <laughs> sweater from uh, Portal, uh, Yuna from Final Fantasy X. Someone made a horde hoodie, so it's like a, from World of Warcraft, and it's it's the horde symbol on the front. Uh, someone made a black one where it's just a, it just has the PlayStation logo on the front. Um, it's 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 awesome, man. Th- these people are killing it right now. Uh, w- Yennefer from Witcher Three, like that is super cool. Holy shit, that is so sweet. Someone made Jedi robes, like someone made Anakin's like black Jedi robe bunch of star wars stuff superman totoro hoodie man so cool dude so cool this, these people are just going all in um alucard's coat from from helsing it's so sweet man someone made guy fietti <laughs> someone made guy fietti like canvases so like Oh my god, that must I can't even imagine how much time this took. It's so <laughs> Welcome to Flavortown. <laughs> Someone made a fake hole so you can put it on the ground and then people <laughs> that's fucking funny, dude. A sriracha bottle dress. Like, come on, dude. That's these are amazing. Like the customizability in this game is so fucking fun. And I have not gotten to the part of the game where well, actually I have, my able sister store just opened. Um, but like where where I can start getting really creative. I'm still kind of grinding and, and getting stuff. Um, but, like, it's... Man, it's so cool. It's so sweet. The customizability in this game is is crazy. Um, for sure. But, yeah, go to GameInformer.com and just or, just... or just go to Google and type in, like, best AC fan designs or whatever. And then you can, like, search, you know, the the, the creator's name or the, the code thing and then save it. You know what I mean? with the able sisters like um smart screen thing in the store so yeah that's fucking cool so nintendo out of nowhere this was like a couple days ago or was it yesterday yeah i think it was yesterday it's out of nowhere just releases a trailer for paper mario the origami king holy shit dude this game looks wild like they didn't wait for a nintendo direct or anything like that it was just like here you go and it was just like out of left field, and everyone was like, "What?" It was fucking amazing, dude. It's so it looks so fucking sick. It looks like um um. So the last Paper Mario game was the Wii one, right? I think it was just called Super Paper Mario, where it it went from side scroll to three D to side scroll, and you had to switch between the two. Um, this one is just like a straight up three D world, and you're walking around as Paper Mario. And jumping up and down, going places and stuff like that. So I think it's just a 3D action adventure platformer, kind of like Mario 64. Um, but there's everything is made out of cardboard and paper mache, and you can get like these extendable construction paper arms and pull pieces of cardboard down to reveal secrets and things like that. And there's like an origami, like Princess Peach. So like these origami characters, you know, they're origami, so they look instead of looking like a pa- like a drawing on a paper cutout they look like 3D paper origami it's crazy like it, it's like you're looking at a paper mario games man especially this one not maybe not so much the Wii one but like or even the original but like this one it's like you're looking at you're basically playing a fucking puppet show with paper origami characters and paper characters like that's what it legit straight up looks like I mean, Nintendo's always been good at games like that, like the Yoshi, the Kirby yarn game and the Yoshi Wooly story. Like, those games are like that, too. And it's just, oh, man, it's so cool. It looks super cool. Um, speaking of Nintendo, they're adding more SNES games to 
um, Nintendo Switch Online. So if you have Nintendo Switch Online, um, you get the Super Nintendo Nintendo emulators for free, and they have like a, just a select library of games. They're going to be adding Wild Guns, Panel de Pawn, and Operation Logic to the Super, N- Super NES, and they're going to add Rygar to the NES. If you don't know what Panel de Pawn is, it's Tetris Attack, um, but Panel de Pawn is the Japanese version. Um, when it released in the UK and America, they replaced all of the anime fairy characters and things like that with um, Super Mario World 2 characters, so like Yoshi, Lakitu, and... Um, Kamek, Koopa, things like that. Um, but the original quote-unquote Tetris Attack game was called Panel de Pan, and it was a original puzzle game by Nintendo, and uh, has its it's a very unique puzzle system where you only you're, you have a cursor with two squares, and you switch squares around to make matches as your blocks come your blocks in different colors and shapes come from the bottom. So like, there's also Pokemon Puzzle League. That's also like that, um, where it's basically the same game but with Pokemon and things like that. So Panel de Pond is actually a really fun game, Tetris Attack. Super fun game. If you've never played them, play them for sure. Um, hell yeah. So Nintendo was also kind of talking about with, with that in mind and also Paper Mario in mind, they were also talking about how there there's there probably going to be software delays for sure. And that might be a reason why they just kind of release this trailer out of nowhere because they're like you know what we don't know when we're going to get a chance to kind of show this so let's just show them right now fuck it you know what i mean because they have a majority of their devs working from home and obviously that creates a different environment you know what i mean um i mean it's very possible to work from home but it's just harder to get things from one person to another you know what i mean you have to email it and Sometimes things can go wrong over email. It takes longer because you got to, you know, who knows if they're in the kitchen while you send the email or whatever. It's it's a bunch of, you know, it just takes a bit more work. It's not like I can just get up and walk to the person's desk and be like, hey, I emailed this to you, you know, check it out. You know what I mean? So it's 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 just because of that, you know, and with how many people who are on the team, that kind of thing, you know, you can imagine all the emails flying around and things like that. So they, they do expect delays. And I think I read somewhere that they did lift the stay-at-home order on some prefectures in Japan, but where Nintendo is, they have not they have not lifted that. So everyone is still working from home and all that good stuff. Um, so I didn't know about this. <laughs> I said that seems to be a recurring thing on the newscast. Check, take a shot, everyone. Um, but like there there was this game released last summer in August called Ion Fury. And it basically was like a ode to Duke Nukem and Doom games. It's like a pixel first-person shooter, um, like a 64-bit, 32-bit, 64-bit first-person shooter. That's supposed to look like it's supposed to look like Doom and Duke Nukem. But um, you pay you play a character named Shelley Harrison, Shelley Bombshell Harrison, and you fight an evil scientist who's turning citizens of the of Washington D.C. into cyborgs and shit. It's just like a straight up like RoboCop sci-fi sci-fi gothic like you know shoot them up and there's blood everywhere and guts and it looks super sick i just had to mention that because apparently it's getting like a uh some updates and stuff like that and hell yeah um you may have saw that they are bundling they're remastering tony hawk pro skater uh one and two and they're bundling it together um i think that yeah the 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 wait a second did they i know they remastered the first one already did they also remaster the second one already or is that second one that second remaster coming out for this thing uh hold on let me look it up real quick console versions and other computer versions awards and oh, okay um anyway yeah oh a combined remaster yeah, so th- this was so Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, um, was not remastered until this bundle. So they're they're taking the the remaster for the first one they made, and bundling it with this one. So like it's coming out September fourth, which is gonna be sweet. I'm excited for that. Those games are super awesome. My favorite one still is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. I think that's like the best one to be honest with you. Um, 
And so a lot of people were kind of questioning, like, oh, but the soundtrack to the first two games are really, really sick, especially the first one. Um, obviously, like, when that happens, when you're doing a remaster or a report, you have to get the rights for it again because you're still making a new game. And just because you had the rights for the original, like, you know, property of it, that doesn't mean you can just automatically use them for a remastered version. So if you had heard the podcast that me and Danny did with Dominic Davi from Tsunami Bomb, he kind of explains that too. Um, because obviously with like the remasters and reports of Disgaea, they could not use the song by then, The Invasion from Within, um, for those ports because they didn't try to reach out to him about it or whatever. Um, so, But here's the, the good thing. The good news is that only five songs didn't make it um, that won't be in the remasters, and that's uh, Psycho Vision by Suicidal Tendencies, Committed by Unsane, Bring the Noise by Anthrax and Public Enemy, B-Boy Document 99 by The High and Mighty, and Out with the Old by Alley Life, uh, for those of you who know those songs. But, like, no, it's super, I mean, that's that's good, right? I mean, that's, I, I assume that all these people, like, if if, it, if if I had a song in, like, the original game and they approached me and they're like, hey, can we use this for the remaster? I, I'd be like, fuck yeah, you can. Like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? But, you know, sometimes um, record companies still hold uh and production companies still hold the rights so that's probably why these five didn't make it on there but still awesome um so i didn't know this <laughs> take another shot i didn't know this happened but apparently okay so it's been a year since endgame came out okay i didn't know that this happened because i wasn't on twitter back then i'm still not but current nfl free agent Lashawn mccoy um apparently he saw the avengers and he saw Avengers Endgame before anyone else did. Uh, a lot. I mean, when you're in, when you're a famous sports star or a famous person like that, you know, you get access to things like that. So he he was able to take his son um, to go see Avengers Endgame early, and apparently, just like without thinking about it, he tweeted, and he I, I quote because that we didn't get the movie till like May. Okay, so he tweeted this like on April twenty sixth. He said, R.I.P., and this is a spoiler, by the way. So if you haven't seen Endgame, I'm about to say a spoiler because I'm explaining this. He goes, R.I.P., my dog, Tony Stark, um, as in the ending of the movie where Tony Stark snaps his fingers with the stones in the gauntlet and it kills him. Um, and he sacrifices himself uh, to rid the earth of uh, Thanos and everyone of his army. So... Apparently he tweeted that and it was least like, uh, he just did this interview on this this podcast um or it was like a, it was like a live uh, sports show um and this was a couple days ago and the guy Kyle Brandt I don't I'm not sure what show uh he's on um but uh Kyle Brandt I, he does like a sports show, but anyway, he was interviewing him and he, ex he's like, so can you explain like what happened and why you did that? And he was like, man, like he's like, it was the worst decision of my life. Like, I'm sorry. And he like apologized and shit. And he was like, he was like, so my son, like, he was like, so when I was young, he's like, I'm 31 years old. And when I was a kid, I watched those like cartoon shows, you know, like I watched like X-Men and Spider-Man and whatever. And you know, uh, my son's really into he's really into all those he's really into like the the little the animated movies that come out for for batman and iron man and all those he you know we have a we have a lot of dvds and whatever and you know every time we watch a movie you know we're, we're talking about the movie afterwards and he's always like who do you think would win in a fight like you know spider-man or whoever you know and we're always talking and we're interviewing each other about the movie and stuff. And while he was doing it, I was on my phone tweeting. We were talking, and I just tweeted it. Like, I just was not thinking. And he he got, like, oh, of course, you know, Twitter attacked him for it. And he was like, that was the worst decision I've ever made. And apparently, um, even, like, weeks after, he would go to the grocery store, and older women would approach him and be like, oh, my God, you're LaShawn McCoy. How how could you do that? Like, how could you tweet that spoiler and things like that? And he was like, fuck. And he was like – and he, he admit, admittedly so, he, he said in the, in the in his answer. He was like, I didn't know people was into it like that. Like, I really didn't know, like – 
I really didn't know that people was into like this whole entire universe that was built or into Marvel like that. He was like, I'm really a shut in bro. Like I really didn't know. Like I didn't, I don't, I guess I don't know that people are into stuff like this. So I just didn't think about it. And even, even if and my kind of thought process is like, even if that is the excuse, it's like, you didn't think that because you saw it before it was supposed to be out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was, I, I just thought that was really funny. I thought it was really funny. I had to share that because, like, that interview was a couple days ago. And, yeah. Um, Avatar 2 set photos introduced Kate Winslet and Cliff Curtis. So, yeah, this movie is l- legit happening. There's, there's set photos. Um, uh, we got Zoe Saldana, Sam Worthington up in there, of course. Um, wearing mocap helmets and they look like they're in a ga- they're in a big gallon tank, so it looks like some underwater scenes or something. And we got Kate Winslet up in there with Cliff Curtis. So yeah, man, Avatar Two is happening. Um, you know, I didn't think that movie was a fucking holy grail like a lot of other people thought it was, but um, I might just be a hater. I might be sipping on haterade. Let me know if you feel the same. <laughs> Marvel Disney set the New Mutants new theatrical date. They finally put a theatrical date on it. They are saying that it will land in theaters on August twenty eighth. Um, I did read somewhere that movie theaters are trying to open by end of July, mid August. So who knows? Um, but yeah, so that is that is the date they're putting on after we, after we've been waiting for a date for you know years now. Um, and after dates being delayed and stuff like that. But um, if you've never seen Kill Bill, I highly suggest you watch it because people are now for sure, for sure, pushing for a Kill Bill Volume 3. And I remember talking on the newscast about it a long time ago and saying, oh, yeah, I guess someone expressed interest, like Daryl Hannah expressed interest. Now Vivica A. Fox is pressing for a sequel and Revenge. Um, This is also a Kill Bill spoiler that I'm about to say, so if you've never seen it. But in Kill Bill Volume 1, Vivica A. Fox plays Vernita Green, um, one of the assassins that is on the brides, the main character's hit list, and she gets killed in the movie, and her daughter sees it. So a lot of people have speculated that Volume Three would be her daughter going back to get revenge and stuff like that. Um, Vivica Fox has opened up about Kill Bill Volume Three and confirmed she's ready to reprise her role as Renita Green in the possible threequel. While it's been 16 years since Quentino's Kill Bill Volume Two, seemingly rounded off the story of Uma Thurman's bride. Fox told The Hollywood Reporter she can't wait for a third movie. I think they're waiting for Vernita's daughter to grow up, said Fox. So the latest I've heard is that Quentin and Uma have been talking, and I'd love for them to figure it out. Quentin is great great with flashbacks and figuring out some kind of way to make his characters alive again in a film. So I'm really hoping that Vernita Green gets her revenge. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be cool. I mean, Quentin Tarantino is really good at that. I mean, they could have Vernita Green in it doing flashbacks and stuff like that. And... You know, you could get the assassination of the bride from her perspective and how she raised her daughter, um, Nikki, and things like that. Or Nikia. I think her name is Nikia. Um, and, it, I mean, it, these are these are cool movies. Uh, regardless how you feel of Quentin Tarantino, um, these two movies are really cool because they're, they're like... Um, Quentin Tarantino, you know, he always does, like, homages to certain kinds of B-films and old-school films and things like that. Um, like Django Unchained is supposed to be like a spaghetti Western and, um, uh, um, Kill Bill is supposed to be like an homage to like old martial arts and old samurai films, um, and things like that. So it often uses that kind of style of cinematography, you know, and things like that. So that's why I love those films because I love martial arts films and I love, I love seeing that aesthetic and homage to them in Kill Bill and how Quentin handled it. Um, they're really cool. And it's a, it's a pretty cool revenge story. You know what I mean? It's also an homage to violent revenge films, which are sweet. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. That'd be really cool. I'm glad they're talking about it. That'd be really sweet to see. People have been asking for that for a long time. You know, I'm sure he thought of Vernita Green's revenge before people started theorizing about it. You know what I mean? So, um, Nev Campbell and Matthew Lillard open up about doing Scream 5 with or without the original director, Wes Craven. Um, they can work without the horror legend directing for the first time in the series in 24-year history. Following the recent news that Campbell is in early talks to reprise her role as Sidney Prescott for Scream 5, the former franchise lead told The Hollywood Reporter what she thinks about revisiting the franchise, and she said, I definitely had a period where I was thinking it would be 
it would just be too odd to do a movie without Wes, and I wasn't certain I would want to do that, confessed Campbell. But I think enough time has passed, and I, I got this really, really respectful letter from the directors, um, Bettinelli, Olpin, and Gillett, of the new one. She continued to say, They came to me with Scream 5, and these directors are incredibly talented. They wrote a letter honoring Wes in such a beautiful way, and they expressed that the reason they make horror movies is because of Wes and the Scream films. They also expressed how blown away they are at the idea of actually getting an opportunity to make one of them and how much they want to honor and respect Wes's vision. It was just beautiful. And I was really grateful. I had really thought that the only way I'd step into a new project with the new directors is if they really wanted to honor him. Campbell also reiterated Scream 5 is in its earliest stages and the recent COVID-19 pandemic could affect things, uh, uh, obviously. But I think that's a that's an interesting point, and that's a good point. Um, and I think that's why Cobra Kai is so successful, the the YouTube show, Cobra Kai, that is a sequel to the Karate Kid movies, is because the two writers and directors of that show wanted to tackle the way... tackle. They wanted to tackle the show with a completely new perspective and nuance to the story of Karate Kid and the universe of Karate Kid, but still pay homage to the original movies. And that's exactly what they've done. And sometimes that is a very difficult balance. Like sometimes, you know, people want to do reboot sequels and things like that and whatever just to do them. And they don't think about the nuances that they should be bringing to the characters and try and find that perfect balance of try to find that perfect balance of like dealing with the previous stuff slash homages to the old stuff balancing it with nuance and new things and new characters and that might have been where some of the sequels trilogies of star wars failed because you know a lot of people were because apparently like in the force awakens luke was actually like in that whole movie and then they they changed it last minute to have him only appear at the very end and have him only talked about in the in the the rest of the movie and why they killed him at the end of Wow, these are big spoilers. I just, I totally, yeah. But you know why they killed him at the end of the Last Jedi. Um, so it's just kind of like, it, you know, they they wanted people to pay attention to Ray, and I think that is that is good, and I agree with that that decision. But also, like, there was still a lack of balance. I really think there was a lack of balance. Um, it didn't, you know, it kind of it may have panned out kind of weird. But you know, I think that's important. So you know, I'm a big Scream fan. I, I, I don't remember the third or fourth one at all very much, to be honest with you. But I do love the first two. So Trish is more of a Scream fan than I am. I think she's seen all four of them. But um, I would love to see that. And Matthew Lillard, like, you know, I don't think he died at the end of the first one. So I think he just got, like, arrested and sent to the hospital, I think, his character. But anyway, that would be sick. Um Doctor Strange 2 could be an MCU game changer. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, there are a lot of classic heroes gone from the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the foreseeable future. However, among the old guard is Doctor Stephen Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme of the MCU, is slated to get a second solo movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And there are a lot of reasons that film might just change the beloved film universe forever. In this exclusive video, we're going to break down some of those ways Doctor Strange... Oh, okay. They, I'm on comic book news, and they made like a video of it. But I've always said that since since the original Doctor Strange movie, when they when multiverses were explained to Doctor Strange, when a, the Ancient One explained it to, and they mentioned the Living tri Tribunal and things like that, it's very possible. And now the multiverse uh, was a big thing in the new Spider-Man movie, which I still haven't seen yet, Spider-Man Far From Home. So I mean, it could it could open up a lot of it could open up a lot of shit, you know. Like in 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 a couple of years, we could get another Captain America movie in which things went differently because it was a different universe or something like that. You know what I mean? And Chris Evans could come back or whatever, some shit. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Um, Pico Interactive acquires rights to the Rage of Dragons game. If you've never heard of Rage of Dragons, um, it is a Neo Geo game that came out in two thousand two, and it was supposed to be so so neo geo made a game called double dragon and it was a fighting game with the double dragons characters in it and you know billy lee jimmy lee abobo um and uh things like that and characters like that you know what i mean and with some other characters 
and uh they had were developing a sequel um called Double Dragon 2 and it was also a fighting game where it was a it was a tag team fighting game where you pick two characters and but this time using their new their new hardware that they had used for like um Garo Mark of the Wolves and stuff like that but because they lost the rights to the Double Dragon you know, uh, characters and story and image and all that stuff. They had the game pretty much fully developed. They ended up changing a bunch of character palettes and changing some characters like looks and Jimmy and Billy are still in it. Um, but they, they look completely different than what you think they would. And the story is something completely different than what it was supposed to be. So they changed it to rage of the dragons. Um, but Publisher Pico, which is an interactive uh, dev company, announced on Twitter on Saturday that it has acquired the rights to the Rage of the Dragons fighting game. Um, and they are currently working on plans for the game, whether that's going to be a port or some sort like that. It is a pretty cool game with a kind of a unique combo system. So that's pretty sweet. Speaking of fighting games, um, Guilty Gear Strive game delayed till early 2021. They were saying that they were trying to get it out by late 2020 um, to early 2021, and now they're saying for sure that it's going to be early 2021 instead, obviously because of people working from home and things like that. So I honestly don't care. I This happens all the time in the video game community. If you're still salty about things like this happening, games getting delayed and pushed and stuff like that, then you need to find a different hobby. <laughs> you need to find a different hobby, man. Um uh, I thought it was, it was really cool. I watched a video today uh, of the reveal. So you remember that Summer Games Festival thing that was supposed to be going on for like a few weekends, like four or five weekends? Um, the first one just happened, and they revealed – all it was really was that they revealed the Unreal Engine 5. Hold on. My cat just fucking jumped on my desk. <laughs> Get out of here, you fucking cat. Um they revealed the Unreal Engine 5 running on a PlayStation 5. And I watched a little video of it. And basically the Unreal Engine 5 is it uses a billion micro polygon geometrical triangles to shape everything. So they can literally take a picture of like the cul-de-sac outside my window and create it in Unreal Engine 5 in real time and then like fucking just polish it up and that combined with the lumen software that they use in unreal engine 4 but a now improved lumen software with real-time lighting that also means that like so like in this video i was watching and i'm not sure if they didn't say what game this was that they were playing or if it is even is a game but it, it featured it basically looked like a third person kind of like tomb raider kind of game and they were the main the character that they were playing was a girl who has like this light that she uses on her hand um she was walking through this basically the whole the whole demo was like this huge cave canyon thing with like a i would say like agrabah looking like from aladdin city like outside um just sticking out the side of this canyon and there was a couple parts where the the lighting bounces in real time so like, it, oh my god, I can't even explain it, dude. It's so fucking amazing. Like, it's really cool. I would just type, go to YouTube and type in Unreal Engine Five running on PlayStation Five, and basically some of the graphics that they use in like, um, like cinematic trailers. You know, things that you want, things that are, you know, ten times more graphical than in-game footage, is being used as in-game footage instead, and it's just like, holy shit, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. But they can break it down better in that video than I can. But, oh my god. And there, the the ending of the video, the, there's a part where they make the character jump off like a cliff and fly through like a whole city to get to the other end of like the horizon all the way across the city. And it just looks absolutely crazy. And I think one of the things too is like the real-time reaction that they, that they programmed into the character... So like little things like walking through a door, you know, um, so it doesn't it doesn't look like a, it almost looks like a movie. Like she, so they, they program this thing. So like when she walks through the door, she puts her hand on the door kind of like, you know, like kind of like how your 
going in between two narrow spaces, you know? And, it, like, it, it, it's an automatic thing that she does. It's not like, you know, it wasn't like a, a movie thing or a cutscene or a react or anything like that. Like, she just does that when you walk through to make it more real, you know? So it's not just a character walking with their arms at their side through a door. You know what I mean? It was, oh, my God, dude, it's fucking crazy. You should check it out. Anyway, man, I've been going on for a while now. Here's the big things. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con announces Comic-Con at Home virtual event. The organizers of the San Diego Comic-Con convention announced the Comic-Con at Home event on Friday. The event will be held this summer. So more details at comic underscore con. Uh, They did cancel the event, and I think they were – they have – the option to you can request or have it be forwarded to next year's event but this virtual con obviously is in place of it too but you can still get your refund so that's pretty cool so a lot of cons doing virtual well, a lot of people doing virtual cons i'm doing one anatube con check it out um follow anatube con uh at anatube con on twitter and um, yeah hell yeah um also we also talked about how evo was going online and um, they finally revealed how the breakdown was. And this is honestly, dude, honestly, this is crazy. The event is going to run from July 4th. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, five weekends. It's literally running the whole month of July. The event will run from July 4th to 5th, 11th to 12th, 18th to 19th, 25th, 25th. Oh, 16 to... Oh, okay. They, they fucked up the dates on this. Uh, I think that's supposed to say 25 to 30, and they fucked up. Um, and then July 31st to... Or no, 25th to 20, 25th to 26th, and July 31st to August 2nd. And the previously announced, the event will feature the following games. It, it, I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of games, dude. Here we go. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Dragon Ball Fighters, Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, Samurai Showdown, Soul Calibur 6, Undernight and Birth EXE Late CLR. Organizers originally planned to include Super Smash Bros. Ultimate as part of the in-person event, but the online event will not feature the game. The event will also add four open online tournaments for Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, Killer Instinct, Them's Fightin' Herds, which is now fully released, by the way, forgot to tell you that, and Skullgirl's second Encore. The organizers announced on May 1st that the physical event slated for July 31st August 2 in Las Vegas is canceled due to the pandemic. So that's pretty cool. So I know a lot of people are bitching about peep cons and shit going online and stuff like that and how it's not the same. Nah, man. Just be happy that they're giving anything, giving us anything at all and they're still working on doing stuff like this. So that's really cool. I really appreciate that. That's all the non-anime news I have. I'm going to go to the bathroom and uh, take a pee, and then we'll be back with the anime news. Links.AnimeSummit.net. You can find everything right there, of course. Patreon.com slash AnimeSummit. Those of you who are patrons right now during these trying times, I really appreciate it. I know I say that every week, but seriously, I appreciate it. I love you guys. Stay safe. Um, but if you want to become a patron, you get early access to things. I'm working on uh, more solo casts, more exclusive things for you guys. Working on merch stuff right now um, with some other people. So, And your money right now is going towards new equipment. It's where We're going to help Nick get some new stuff for his, his computer that he's needed to fix for a long time and things like that so it's gonna be sweet so thank you so much for being a patron if you are one and we'll make sure that you guys get rewarded uh for it for sure um that being said uh again follow AnatubeCon at anatube me and nick and danny uh are bringing anime summit to anatube on a, pa- on a couple panels or just one panel i think and then i'm on another panel with some other people and uh some other people some other uh podcasts are going to be there i think the weebologists are doing one too so and Project Manga, of course, is doing a couple. Um, Project Man- The guys at Project Manga, Noxy, he's the guy who thought of it. So we're doing it up, straight up. So here comes the anime news. And I don't have a big piece at the end for this. I do got some anime hype. Um, but that's about it. Um, that being said, let's do it. Let's do it. Hulu streams four Digimon anime series. Toy Animation announced on Twitter on Friday that the following anime in the Digimon franchises are coming on Hulu with English dubs. 
Digimon Adventure, Digimon Adventure Zero Two, Digimon Tamers, and Digimon Frontier. So those are basically the first four seasons of Digimon. So the first two are Digimon Adventure with Tai and Agumon and Davis and Vimon. And then Digimon Tamers is the one where they had the cards with uh, uh, Gilmon, you know. And then Digimon Frontier is the one where they go to the digital world and they transform into the Digimon. Um, not my favorite one. Uh, I didn't really, I wasn't really into that one. I do remember Tamers being super dark. Um, that anime got really dark when they went to the, the digital world. Um, I thought this next thing I'm about to say is really interesting. And I don't like talking about politics on here, but I just want to bring it up. Uh, you know what? No, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you now. I'll tell you now. Girls in Panzer Shirabaka director comments on politics. Um, apparently he tweeted a thing the other day, and 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 but keep in mind what I'm about to talk about. I'm not really talking about politics. I'm just talking about him talking about it. Um, he said hashtag I oppose the revision of the public prosecutor's office law. Apparently, there's this bill in Japan being proposed where it would raise the retirement age for public prosecutors from 63 to 65. And they're, the, the critics of the bill are saying that um, that would make it so prosecutors stay in office longer and it would impact the country's democracy, meaning you know, that they shouldn't be allowed to hold an office position um, in their parliament for that, you know, for, for two years longer, basically. And... I don't know much about it. That's all I know. I'm just from what I'm reading here. But the the part I want to talk about is that he tweeted that and a bunch of people like yelled at him. They were like they were like, "Oh, what a shame. I'm not going to watch your shit anymore. I'm not going to read your I'm not going to watch I'm not going to watch Girls in Panzer anymore. I'm not going to watch the Shirobaka movie." And then he tweeted the next day going, "When you say I'm disappointed or what a shame, it amuses me and it's so cute to be told I won't watch your anime anymore. I love it." And I thought that was that was really interesting um i because you know you 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 can it's weird because like so like you know we we have debates in the discord sometimes and it happens um you know you debate with your friends online with your 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 family maybe um you know, oh, should they spend money on this infrastructure thing? You know, oh, they're going to build this new thing that's going to take our tax money, all that stuff. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, it's whatever. Debates happen. Um, they happen between humans. They happen between people who live on this world because that's what it is. Uh, there are laws. There are Congress. There's governments. Whatever. Okay? People debate. It just happens. And people came at him like he wasn't allowed to have an opinion. And it's just kind of, it was just really weird to me. It's like, I hate it when people say things like, oh, just stick to your job. Just stick to, just stick to acting or just stick to directing anime. Just stick to making, drawing girls in tanks and things like that. And that's so dehumanizing, man. That's so stupid. Like it's, that's so dumb to me. People are allowed to have opinions. Okay. People are allowed to disagree with stuff depending on what that thing is, mind you. Um, in this case, this seems like a very reasonable thing to disagree about or agree with, you know, depending on whatever, uh, you know, it, 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 this seems like a kind of thing that would, would, would be a, a very debatable thing. There's two sides to it. You can debate both sides and he happens to be on one side and people, I'm talking about this law specifically that he talked about. Okay. There's two sides to it that you, you could argue for both sides. He happens to be against it and people shamed him for that. And I think that's really stupid, you know, like I, it, depending on what it is in this case, this thing, which is very debatable, you can debate both sides and he got shamed for it. And dude, the dude's allowed to have an opinion on it. Okay. Like he's a human being. He's not there. He's not your fucking, he's not your fucking, slave you know slave to to command him and do whatever to make entertainment for you okay he's a human being his job happens to be making anime and directing anime and he does that because he loves it at the end of the day he's still a human being with opinions with a mind of his own and i think that's really stupid and i don't know anything about japanese politics so i can't really agree or disagree with him on it i don't live there i don't know what the deal is with it and why they introduced that law or why they didn't or whatever. So all I do know is that he is a human being and he's allowed that opinion. And I think it's just really stupid. That's all I'm saying. 
I just thought that was really interesting. Um, it's kind of like when I used to work at a gas station and people would be like, fine, well, I'm just going to go to this gas station chain from now on. Okay. Like, you know, like I'm not like the fucking 20 bucks a week you spend here on gas and cigarettes is not going to like affect our, our revenue. It's not go, go somewhere else. Then like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like I just work here, <laughs> you know, like it's just really fucking weird to me. It's really weird. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. I just thought that was interesting. Um, Netflix streams being a brand new animal anime on June 30th. Wow. I feel like that's coming a lot sooner than, than when Dora Hidoro started and came to Netflix. That's really, I feel like that's coming pretty quick. Anyway, I love brand new animal. I'm really excited about it. I love it so much. Um, Kyoto Animation extends work hiatus due to COVID-19 through May. Remember last week we talked about how they were going to delay stuff because of uh, the pandemic. It looks like they're going to delay stuff for a little longer through May instead of just halfway through May like before. So it's halfway through May right now. So, um, But that's okay. Hopefully everyone stays safe. That's what's important. Thunderbolt Fantasy Puppet Show's third season reveals visual... Thunder, Thunderbolt Fantasy, a.k.a. the greatest anime of all time. If you've never seen it, then you need to get a hobby. Get out of my face. Thunderbolt Fantasy is sick, man. Fucking puppet animation. Pokemon Twilight Wings Net Anime's fifth episode delayed on to June 5th due to the pandemic. I mean, these episodes have been coming out kind of sporadically anyway, right? I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. What matters to me, the reason I bring it up, is because I haven't seen it yet, and I really want to watch it and talk about it on the podcast. Um, because I, it looks fucking beautiful. It looks so amazing. Pokemon Twilight Wings. Imagine getting a Pokemon, a full Pokemon anime that's like this. Like, oh God. So friggin' crazy, man. It looks super sick. Decadence, original anime, announces cast, more staff, story, and theme song. The original anime, uh, story is described as many years have passed since humanity was driven to the brink of extinction by the sudden emergence of the unknown life forms, Gadal. Those humans that survived now dwell in a 3,000-meter-high mobile fortress, Decadence, built to protect themselves from the Gadal threat. Denizens of Decadence fall into two categories, Gears, warriors who fight the Gadal daily, and Tankers, those without the skills to fight. One day, Natsume, a tanker girl who dreams of becoming a Gear, meets Shirley, meets Shirley Kaburagi, an army repairman of Decadence. This chance meeting between the two seemingly opposites, the girl with a positive attitude who never gives up on her dreams, and the realist who has given up on his will eventually shake the future course of this world. It looks really cool, actually. This was, I remember talking about this a bit ago and seeing the visual. It looked really, really amazing. Um, and it's it's an original. So I'm always excited about anime originals, you know. Um, not that ones based on manga are bad. But, like, you know, it's, it's cool to see, you know, that the canon's right there as you're watching it. It's not based on a... Uh, source material, you know. So I'm excited for that one. Uh, Akudama Drive, anime delayed due to COVID-19. This was supposed to come out the summer, I think, but it is now coming out in the fall season of 2020. Um, this anime looks friggin' cool, man. The character designs in this anime look sweet. We talked about this with this one. Um, uh, in the story of the anime long ago, the Kanto and Kansai countries had a war that divided the world, but at the end of the war, Kansai became a vassal of the Kanto. However, Kansai's government and police force declined, and crime became rampant, and the criminals are called Akudama. Um, dude, it looks the character design looks friggin' crazy, man. Like, just these badass-looking characters that are ready to just fucking fuck you up. Fucking this kid in a leather jacket looks friggin' sweet. This is the outfits, man. The drip game does not take a backseat. It looks super sweet. Um, Anaplex of America revises translation error in Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2, Episode 5, subtitles. Apparently this was an error or whatever. I don't know. A lot of people were saying that it wasn't an error and that they decided to change it after the backlash. But Anaplex of America announced on its official Twitter account on Thursday that it has updated the subtitles of Kaguya-sama Love is War. Uh, fifth episode to correct a translation error. The company apologized for the inconvenience and caused to viewers and thanked them for their understanding. In the previous version of the episode, one of Ch- Chica's lines was translated to, what's the deal with the social distancing? Um, apparently the original, like the literal translation of that is, it was, it was because they were, they were talking about rules and how it's like, okay, and then you have to do this, you have to do this, and then you have to stand this, this many 
uh, meters away from me or something like that. And then Chica goes, why do they got to be that far away? And for some reason, the people who did the subtitles put, what's the deal with the social distancing? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I Sometimes when they do these line changes, it does bother me a little bit. It doesn't bother me enough to bitch about it, though. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, when, it, when it happens, if it really fucks with, like, the story and fucks with something that's integral to the character, like they, they did with the Netflix Evangelion, then that's when I'll probably bitch about it. Um, with little things like this, though, um, I, I really don't. It really doesn't bother me. Um, it does kind of seem stupid, though, a little bit. So they did change it to, why are you so far away from me? Um, so Chica instead says, or translates to why are you so far away from me instead of what's the deal with social distancing? That, in my opinion, was a little dumb. That's a little dumb. Um, I like how I said I don't bitch about it and I'm bitching about it right now, (laughs) but, um, I'm not even watching the show, but when it was brought to my attention on our discord, I kind of was like, oh, that's a little weird. That's a little goofy. Um, but yeah, so they did change it. They apologized because all y'all bitched about it. So there you go. Um, elementary school boy creates Demon Slayer commencing on Yaiba's Dimensional Infinity Fortress in Blender. Um, if you, I, this is not really news. This is just an interest piece. I thought it was super sick. There's this little kid in elementary school. I, I can't, I don't see where it says how old the, the school is. Oh, he's 10 years old. Okay. He's 10 years old and he's using Blender. If you don't know what Blender is, it is a Japanese 3D software. And he created the the dimensional fortress that Michael Jackson uh, <laughs> sits in. He created that uh, in there. If you follow at XSS on Twitter, he tweeted it. Um, it's that is just absolutely wild to me. So crazy. Um, Ten years old, man. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna quit designing. I'm done. <laughs> I was never good at 3D software. Um, Crunchyroll streams more City Hunter TV anime series specials and films. Uh, Crunchyroll announced on Thursday that it will begin streaming the following City Hunter television anime series specials and films on Thursday at 6 p.m. EDT in the U.S., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. Uh, City Hunter Three TV anime, City Hunter Ninety One TV anime. Um, TV specials are City Hunter the Secret Service, Goodbye My Sweetheart, Death of the Vicious Criminal Rio Saiba, and the three following films, .357 Magnum, The Bay City Wars, and The Million Dollar Conspiracy. Um, and they began streaming the City Hunter 2 anime, uh, this past Tuesday. Uh, just so you know, too, Discotex announced its license with the original City Hunter anime and projects in the recent City Hunter Shinjuku privatized film in April 2019, so you can buy those. Uh, they were originally produced. Some of the films were originally produced by ADV, so you can still find those DVDs, I believe. But um, hell yeah, dude! Yen Press licenses Star Wars Leia: Princess of Alderaan, Star Wars Rebels manga. Um, the never before told story of how young Leia Organa comes to join the rebellion against the evil Empire. Um, hell yeah, dude! That's freaking cool. I love the art on this. Um, let's see, who can I? I'm trying to find. Oh, Akira Aoki does Star Wars Rebels. And uh, Haruichi, uh, Star Wars Leia, Princess of Alderaan. That is friggin' cool, man. That looks super sweet. You look this up. Look up Star Wars Princess, Princess of Alderaan, Star Wars Leia, Princess of Alderaan manga. Um, that looks friggin' amazing. I- I'm gonna read that. I'm trying to read that, dude. Speaking of manga, Animal Crossing New Horizons get- game gets new manga in June. Um, the June issue of Shogoku Gun's Koro Koro Comics magazine revealed on Friday that Animal Crossing New Horizons, the latest entry in the Animal Crossing game franchise, is inspiring a manga series that will launch in the game's magazine's next issue in June. The current issue also published a one-shot manga for the game. And, uh, yeah, dude, that is friggin' sweet. Um, the There is a separate manga series called Minori by Minori Kato titled Atsumari Dobotsu no Mori, um, which is called the Carefree Carefree Island News, Animal Crossing the Carefree Island News. There is an anime, by the way. Um, So a lot of people don't know this, and um, I actually didn't know this until a few years ago, but um, the first Animal Crossing game 
was on GameCube. To us. Actually, in Japan, it was on N64. And it was called Dobotsu no Mori. And it was on N64, and then they they remastered the graphics and things like that and other other little things here and there for the GameCube. And when they did that, they ported it to America and it's and it called it Animal Crossing. Um, and in Japan, the GameCube version was called Dobotsu no Mori Plus. Um, so to us, it was on GameCube. To Japan, it was on N64. And so they actually did make a little OVA anime based on uh, Dobotsu no Mori. And we, I do plan on watching that and doing a review of it. I don't know if I'm going to do it as a patron cast or as an extra episode or whatever, or if we're going to do it as a regular app, but I do want to watch it. Um, I will keep an eye out for this manga. Also, Koro Koro Comics, they're very famous for doing Nintendo stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Hayao Miyazaki's next film already has 36 minutes completed despite COVID-19. Uh, Studio Ghibli producer Toshio Suzuki told Entertainment Weekly in an article published on Wednesday that the new coronavirus disease has not affected Ghibli's progress on Hayao Miyazaki's next feature film, Kimitachi wa Doikuru ka How Do You Live? He added that the staff has completed 36 minutes of the movie so far and is hoping to finish it in the next three years. Suzuki noted that the film is a big, fantastical story that will take more time because the staff is drawing everything by hand. Ooh. Man, that is wild. He's still going. He, the dude is uh, he's in his late seventies already, isn't he? Let's look it up. Let me look it up right now. Let's let's look it up right now. Seventy nine years old, man. <sighs> Holy shit! I hope to be still doing stuff when I'm that age, whether it's art or this podcast or some other podcast. I don't even fucking know. Holy shit! Anaplex USA to release complete Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works anime in a Blu-ray DVD box set. Or a Blu-ray disc box set. Not Blu-ray DVD, but just Blu-ray disc box set. Um, on July 14th. And it will include all 26 episodes from the anime's first and second seasons and the Sunny Day original anime OVA. So there you go, man, if you're a Fate fan. Uh, we'll save that to the end. The King of Fighters, a new beginning manga, ends in September. Um, manga creator Kyotaro Azuma revealed on Twitter on Monday that his The King of Fighters and New Beginning manga will end in four months. Um, this is, of course, based on the SNK game The King of Fighters. So, yeah, how do you, how, how, yeah I have not read that, but I'm going to read it. So we talked about Inuyasha getting the sequel. Um, uh and more details have come about since then. And apparently it is a TV spinoff. People were talking about it being a movie. But it's apparently it's called uh, Yasha Hime Princess Half Demon TV spinoff. Uh, confirmed on Friday that Rumiko Takahashi's Inuyasha franchise is inspiring a new anime spinoff titled Yasha Hime Princess Half Demon. The official Japanese website for the fall television anime opened on the same day. The brand new anime from the Inuyasha universe. The daughters of Seshomaru and Inuyasha set out on a journey transcending time. In feudal Japan, half-demon twins Toa and Satsuna are separated from each other during a forest fire. While desperately searching for her younger sister, Toa wanders into a mysterious tunnel that sends her into a present-day Japan where she is found and raised by Kagome Higurashi's brother Sota and his family. So yeah, I think we, I think I mentioned that in um, last newscast, but I think we were still talking as if it was a movie. And... And how before the character designs were just in tweets and stuff. Now I'm reading an actual article with this stuff on it. And it's showing uh, which character designs are which character. Um, Satsuna right here. Moroha right here. And Toa Higurashi. I mean, pretty cool, man. Like, that is super sweet. Like, Half Demon Twins, Toa, and Satsuna. Um, that is wild. I'm excited for this, man. I'm excited. So Toa Higurashi, that must be Kagome and and Satsuna. That mean that must be uh, Kagome and uh, Inuyasha's kids then, because Higurashi is his last name and Kagome Higurashi. Damn, that's really cool. I'm excited for that. Uh, Shiki Zakura, I love Inuyasha, man. I fucking love it. God damn it, I fucking I love it so much. Anyway. Uh, Shiki Zakura anime first full trailer stream. The official Twitter account for the Chukyo TV and Sublimation original near future science fiction drama anime Shiki Zakura revealed the show's first trailer on Saturday. 
this looks friggin' crazy, man. It looks really cool. Um, it looks like some battle transform into cool armor, fight people shit. Some fucking straight up, like, tokusatsu shit. Like, I'm excited. Looks super cool. Check it out. Shikizakura. Um, I think it's supposed to come... Uh, it was revealed Anime Expo 2019. I think it's coming, like, in fall. Twenty Or, wait, hold on a second. Okay, yeah. So, hopefully in fall, I think is what it said. So, here's my last piece. 44th Annual Kodansha Manga Award winners announced... Japanese publisher Kodansha announced the winners on Tuesday for its 44th Annual Manga Awards. And here we go. Best Shonen Manga is Tokyo Revengers by Ken Wakui. Uh, I've talked about this enough. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Just please read it. It's fucking amazing. Best Shoujo Manga is Our Precious Conversations. Best General Manga, The Blue Period. Other nominees for Best General included Skip to Loafer, Witch Hat Atelier, and Do Not Say Mystery. Uh, the prizes awarded to each of the winning authors inc- include a certificate, a bronze statuette, and one million yen, which is about nine thousand dollars. So, that is crazy. Um, in past years, they gave out a best children's manga award as well, but starting in 2015, they just started integrating that into best shonen, best shojo. So, there you go. That's pretty cool, man. I'm 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 pretty excited for that. I don't know what the blue period is. I do love Witch Hat Atelier, so I was kind of, I you know I wish that would have won, but I haven't read the blue period, so that might be awesome too. But yeah, there you go, man. There's the anime news. I hope you guys had fun. Um, again, guys, stay safe. Do what you can as things start reopening in some states. Uh, you know, people are gonna start flocking and running out everywhere and things like that. So just be careful. You know, if you're gonna go out, which I don't want you to but i'm just you know my opinion is whatever i i I want you guys to be safe okay so do the best be safe be safe as you can okay i love you very much i'll always love you very much and thank you for listening every fucking week um that being said i've been sam and this has been the anime summit newscast